0: 2014. It is 2014, the year that comes between 2013
1: and 2015. Yes, the 30th anniversary of the Transformers Christ world. 2014
0: <laughs> upsets me because as a, as a child I was always comforted by the fact that uh, uh, the future stories in Transformers hadn't happened yet. You know, the 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. And so on, all these cataclysmic events would happen and as each Year actually happened in reality and there was no time wars, no attacking out Ottawa city. There's,
1: so far there's only, only one, well sorry, there's two ones that were missing. Yep. One we'll, we'll reach, which is Unicron's third attempt, mm-hmm. then there's an ancient old o- Rodimus Prime on his deathbed. Yeah. So we're going to have one more tragedy to go, Uh by way of introductions, I'm Andy. I am Rolf Baines. Yes. And you're here to, once again for episode 64 of Stardom. Is it 64? Yes. 64
0: is a good number uh, because 64 was the number middle of part. pages in
1: an annual, yes. proper annual back in the day, and also the middle part of second generation. Yeah, and of course the Marvel UK annuals were a, a Christmas joy. Segway.
0: Yes. But yeah, no. In fact, uh, yes, because Christmas, um, which is just passed, yes, was here. And then, with you do year Do a new years of time for cleansing with uh, you, I've noticed I'm having a huge clear-out to snow.
1: He means getting rid of toys. Exactly. He's not very post sort of, your illness over. Actually, that days.
0: did happen last <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, but, <Sorry. laughs> remarkably, despite not drinking at all at New Year or Christmas, I still got ill. That's right, I, the Scotsman, was sober all the way through uh, due to some health problems at the time, which I may have thankfully subsided. I'm I, I'm so here. I was inviting ginger beer. Woo, sometimes some milk, um, <laughs> and occasional chocolate bar, but not too much. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. right, so, so I did have I did it clear out, which was I was actually quite upset last week because I spent uh, two days, two of those days, the first day, no, it wasn't. It was the Monday and the Tuesday. The Monday and the Tuesday, um, mostly in the toilet. In fact, on the Monday, I just took my iPad in and literally spent four hours in the toilet. Uh, hanging over both ends, despite not having over-indulged in any festive fair whatsoever. But there we go, so, so I've had that cleared out, and uh, because I'm now an adult and nice things in life, I've, I've started the process of clearing out a lot of my stuff. If you're a collector, even though you have regular parties, which you talked about before, you know, regular parties for Toy food, and for Oxfam and various stuff. I was amazed by how much shit I still had. And the and, 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 uh, tragedy lies ahead yes. uh, because a lot of Marvel UK stuff going to have to go to make space. But I will retain the annuals.
1: That's mm-hmm. the way
0: I look at it. I'll, I will retain the annuals. Those 64 <coughs> pages of joy, just like this is episode 64. Right. It's like the circle of life. See how we're
1: all linking it together here. It's true. What did you get for Christmas, uh, and, um, um, man? I <laughs> oh, a lot of money to be just because I'm quite awkward to buy for, for my family. Uh, I have some some Lego from your good self which I've yet to build but that's purely because I need to set some time aside to sit and do it. So right,
0: I also was gifted some Lego which I've put aside to build because um, I need to finish uh, having a
1: clue, when I start occupying these. Likewise, I'm moving stuff out so I can actually create the stuff where I need to go. Uh, but in terms of that, so I, gift from, uh, I also got you something for Christmas. You did? I wonder what it was.
0: What was it, Andy? <laughs> 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 I thought he was a 50 gun after. oh so he did so he did it's like oh uh, do you know what um, if, it, if it makes it, probably actually I may sound quite befuddled in this episode because um, I was off I'm uh, not going to do the reason why but I was long term sick uh, to work there so I'm just back to snow and I'm on what's called a phase return as advised by my doctor which means I'm doing part time for a couple of weeks which means I have no idea what's going on because, as anyone out there will know, if you've ever had to be off your work for any period of time uh, for medical reasons and then you go back, you are completely befuddled. Um, for for instance, this, well, this is a Tuesday. I was convinced today was Wednesday all day. and I was at work this morning and I was doing my Wednesday things and wondering why I seemed to be out of sync. <laughs> anyway, yes, and have after I... Yes, actually, um, I, 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 let's just make this the theme of a the year old yeah. change um, which fits
1: in because Doctor Who changed on Christmas Day see it's almost like we planned all of this it's I, all I, planned I did change it. Changed from a really good episode before the fiftieth anniversary
0: one to No, we let's get into it we get into it anyway the Gauntlet <laughs> Aftermath features Thanos uh, a favourite of mine and Adam Warlock and, Adam Warlock. Yeah. and, and as part of the clear out uh, many, many, many comics are going and unfortunately a lot of trades, uh, p- paperbacks have had to go as well because the idea is I want to get it down to a stage where I've got my, my Doctor Who bookcase and then I want two bookcases for graphic novels. In order to have new ones, I have to get rid the old ones. So um, the final stuff has stayed and both stay, along with the inevitable Infinity Gauntlet Omnibus. Once yes. I have enough <laughs> to get a lot of space, to one. Yep. But that's good, so I look forward to, to reading that. That's, I, I got that for Christmas. And something else. Um, um, oh, God. No, I didn't get God. No, you didn't come up. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, ten minutes ago. <laughs> I haven't been drinking. I haven't been drinking. Um, Lou Stringer, fabulous Lou fabulous Stringer. At, um, original artwork from one man in his called from Cats. From Cat and... Oh, my God! God. <laughs> right. Shall I just take yeah, over? just take over? Right, right. right. So,
1: yeah. we've kind waxed a little bit about Lou Stringer before. Uh, our first exposure to his work was in Marvel UK's Transformers comic, doing uh, then robo capers. but it seemed to be that there was a prerequisite for having a little humour gag strip in every Marvel UK title, and they seemed to give Lou Stringer the gig all the time, which we have absolutely no complaints about. Yeah, there was several the
0: editor tried in Return of the Jedi a Weekly.
1: And uh, Combat Colin, which is arguably the one that's... Yeah.
0: There was a secret artist in Secret Wars, which was kind of Simon, a that wasn't him, that was Simon I know, him. I just dealt with a humorous type stuff.
1: Uh, Transformers also had... Uh, the Chromebots. Box, which we don't talk about. And uh, <coughs> Mat and his cat. I love Mat and his cat. I am the only person who loves Mat and his cat. I was thinking about this, and I'll come, we'll come back to Mat and his cat in a little bit. Okay, uh, for another val- valid point which might make people perhaps reappraise it a little <coughs> bit. Uh, but Lou Stringer did, uh, say, Combat Collins, the one that went from Action Force to Transformers when the two merged and lasted the longest. They also did on Thundercats, One Cat and his Cod. That's the one I didn't recall until I saw thanks to his helpful Twitter stream, that he was selling some of his original art. Now, he doesn't sell combat haul and stuff, and it's very rare that any of his RoboCaper stuff turns up. It does occasionally. Very rarely. And it yeah. never seems to coincide with me having available disposable income. Uh, go for it. Yeah. So, he was selling some pieces of of that. So, I picked them up. Uh, there was four of them, and I have one of them for myself, yes. signed to me, one for Ralph, and one for... Uh, the podcast, one of our previous stunt rounds, uh the captain. Sadly not one for the silent member, Phil. What well, a no. shame. <laughs> oh,
0: Phil. Well. That's what you get for sending me Nianyums in the last episode, you why. However, uh, wait a
1: minute, no, he didn't. He did? What? Well, he uh, sent the yeah. no, he he them to you and you gave them to me. No, no, I went about them. What? Wait a minute. I've told yes. you. What? That. We had not and I thought that wasn't Phil. No, he highlighted it to me on our VIP. He goes, there's Nianyums on eBay and I went and saw those five and he went, well, I've been sending men to end two to
0: Actually, I can give an update on and let the, 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 the numb Nuts, name the, the, the situation. But, doing my clear-out, those five, there was another vintage one had been gifted before, so there were six. There was also the carded um, one from a couple of years ago, the super tick one. And there was also a carded um, previous net, version of the one. They are all now in Oxfam and Morningside, thus being put towards good use so that people might buy them because they're gift-aided. We get money back because i'm a taxpayer and i might pay for a well in africa you've got no come back on that
1: <laughs> <Fucking Africans>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh but what all that just means now is chum no you have no endums i don't know it. i have they're all
0: gone they've all what they put together in one bag so there's a name young collection for the
1: people of of um, africa okay you have that silent member you know what to do Jai as well possibly as the the first first of the N Numb dispensers. Let's go on it. You are never with me and nun. I just did. I are did, you know, temporarily. I did it on Sunday. A mobile photo. Just a like rain. Just, just like that chap in Watchmen who said
0: he did it half an hour ago. I already did it.
1: Okay. But by the time this podcast airs, I can pretty much say, I've already done it, and you probably already own. Something <laughs> number unrelated again. Could you get back to Australia? Yeah. Anyway, so we did a contract uh, called One Catness Card. So we got them all signed. Um, and we do have one not signed to anyone in particular. If you happen to be at Scottcom this year, more on that later. You might have a chance of winning it, along with some other slightly fabulous and less than fabulous prizes. All
0: prizes are fabulous. So
1: it's just a two-tier guide strip, and the original arts A4 sized, and well, it's fabulous. Tres. So I'll be sourcing a, a frame very shortly mm-hmm. and it's all done by hand. No computer lettering. It's yeah, all, yeah. all proper paste, stuff and, paste up and stuff. Mine has a string. An evil winking fish at the end.
0: That's almost sounds like a euphemism. for <laughs> What have <laughs> you got there? Oh, I've got an evil winking fish my darling.
1: We're going to come back to mine. So, so, thank you very much to, to Lou for that. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic cartoonist. As we said, Combat Colin being the one that sort of for our generation anyway the one that he's best known for <laughs> I do coughing so much
0: <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> oh, it's like you switched the device on and it does a bit hell.
1: which he's talked about at some point collecting all of the combat calling strips together in some kind of collection I'd imagine
0: I'll just die in a corner yeah,
1: yeah you should uh, for your lack of memory and uh, your disposal. See, God punishing you for you giving away the true friend gifts. God can't touch me. God just has. he smoke you. I'm beyond his reach. I'm <laughs> beyond anyone's reach. Don't touch me. Just proving a point, John. Come back, Colin, he said. Yes, so. we me on your hands. I have a very, very real little uh, Combat Colin special from the Space Year 2000. It's a limited edition special, which I managed to acquire thanks to a uh, friend of the podcast, Mr. Paul Logan Blaze anderson Hello. Hello. And hello to Nick Roche. Yes. Uh, it's basically just some reprints of some older Combat Column stuff with a little bit of Brickman. Brickman. I believe we've talked about Brickman before. We have indeed. It's a collection that's available now, and has been for several years, actually. Yes. Meads
0: uh, is... Um, oh, lost
1: mine I don't know. No? Yeah, I, I think... It's quite it's Manga and Digest, so I yes. think you can get another one and it'll fit on a bookshelf somewhere. I know, I know. Because it does have a foreword from uh, the grumpiest man in comics, Alan Boer. Yep. And art and pinups by various people, including Alan Davis. Yes. Mm. And actually has Cable O'Neill illustrating Brickman. But Brickman. Uh, Brickman. Lou's also currently doing stuff for, uh, usually does Team Toxic, Viz, and also he's in the Beano.
0: Yes. And they talked a few episodes ago about how the current Beano is a good comic.
1: Yes it's basically what the dandy was before people stopped buying it after yeah, the revamp um, just to bring it back to uh, yes, yes. one cat and his, no, no. Uh, to Matt's cap yes I think mean, the problem is had Matt and his cat been in something like the Beano with other fare probably think more people would think highly of it because it just it's not a good fit for a Transformers car compared to the other humorous you go in a characters. hole
0: and you die in a hole I'm not I have I have I have researched uh reaction to this cat. A research reaction by asking people at conventions. You are the fan. And reading reviews. Now, recently, um, on this subject, I came across, completely randomly while Google searching for, I can't remember what I was looking at, I'll try to find something else, anyway. It wasn't midget porn, but was it they? Uh, I'll try to find something transformer related, And a link to the Solar Pool came up, which <laughs> is a blog by, the Inflatable Dalek of TFR Archive. Uh,
1: Mr. Sherwood. Sure.
0: Well, yes. okay. uh, so I came across his blog completely by accident, uh, read it through, and quite enjoyed it. Now, what he's doing is on a weekly basis, uh, he's reviewing uh, Marvel UK Transformers, as in the actual physical comic. So not just the stories, or even just the stories on a weekly basis, but what was it like every week to get this comic from the first page to the last page, adverts, transformation page, he reviews the whole thing. And that's quite a refreshing style. And he's currently up to at the of recording. He's up to the second last part of October two thousand and six. Very good. Anyway, in his reviews of uh, of uh, comics of issues featuring Matt and the Cat, he's quite savage about Matt and the Cat. He doesn't like it. And I had to I had to restrain myself from the, from being a keyboard warrior because <laughs> <laughs> because I actually quite enjoy his writing. And yeah. go, no, no, you fool, you're wrong. <laughs> Matt and the Cat is boys. I have extremely fond memories. In fact, I remember getting the issue of Transformers, where Matt the romantic cat went left. Now I've spoken before about how very few things make me cry in fiction. You know, I get I I, I also I, I also want to become a keyboard warrior. Every time an episode of something airs like Shell, people say, Oh that made me cry, I cried or, Oh I read that comic, it made me cry. Fuck off they're not real. Nothing fucking makes me cry unless it's death and real life on the news. Not that I watch the news to see people die, but you know what I mean. You
1: know, it's not like oh, it's, so it's, it's, like all this shite about the Doctor Who changes. We go, going, oh, I cry like, cry. oh, I fucking didn't. And our version of it, the show tells you that he's the same person. In all fairness, we did cry when the Doctor changed this year, but more just because the 50th <laughs> special was so good, and this year's Christmas special was spunk, which I think we'll have to talk <laughs> about anyway. Anyway,
0: so this is to put it in context. I was the man who watched Schindler's List and felt nothing. So, the, the last issue digit- <laughs> I was coming back in the day was last Matt the can I actually cried. I actually made young Ralph cry because he was so upset to see Matt go. And he's still upset all oh, these years later. Anytime I went back and read those trips, I always get sad when you leave the Fur Clan Fool. It's brilliant. I love Matt and the Cat, if the, if I want a collected edition of Matt and the Cat, because he came from, again I learned from the Solar Pro blog, even though the dolly just not have jumbled it in my mind. It was from a local newspaper or some description Yeah, Matt and the cat Mike. Casey Bird. Beamed in from. Then the Coral Box, Absolute horseshit. Absolutely. Like Mr Casey Bird, I'm sure a nice man. I love Matt and the Cat. That illustript, that did not work. That was AIDS. That was bad. So, you brought it up twice. This is a segue. This is the best episode ever, because this is completely under control, and we're, we're staying on topics for 60 seconds at a time. Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, did, did, have we talked about Data Doctor?
1: Um, I can't remember. I don't think so. So, basically, it was... Oh, yeah, we did, because we basically... We, we absolved of all the sins because we, of the... We, non- we, of the we, breeder- we did, we did,
0: and I had the most horrendous hangover ever or whatever after my ill-advised drinking game that I devised. Yes. And... Uh, that was not a good idea. That was not a good idea. I'm not being allowed to make a drink. In fact, that was t- much the last time I had a drink. Uh, other than... One. One. Uh, yes. Yes. So, we were... I was all excited because... Um, the show's was back, back on form. The show's back on form. We also had Night of the Doctor. Amazing. I even liked the last day in the episode. They figured out how to do many episodes. In that. yeah. Great. You know, That's that sitting three minutes. And the Doctor's sitting in seven minutes. Perfect. Brilliant. the Doctor. Fantastic. And the other thing as well is just like the show back and forth and the Christmas special looks like it might not suck balls this time because they have all sucked balls except for the Christmas <laughs> Invasion and the reason why the Christmas Invasion works for me is it's actually part of the show Yes. and as the tone right with us every other Christmas special has been. Here's an event. Here's some twinkly twonkly Christmas pish. No, um, yeah, it's a couple of them been watchable, I mean the snowman, the snowman was, was watchable wasn't brilliant, but it was watchable. Christmas Carol, watchable. That's probably the
1: I mean, yeah. the other ones. Christmas Carol is probably the best of them. Yeah, but generally,
0: they are a the share fish. Yeah. With the low point being the end of time, part one. Except for the last 60 seconds. And, and... The Cribinator. Yeah. Well, you I mean, but the Cribinator's available uh, better. True, it's The Cribinator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to be, yeah. Yeah. So, but, so, so, we sort of remember seeing the
1: trailers and also I thought
0: oh it's the regeneration episode so like the Christmas Invasion it'll have to be a proper story this time it can't just be something light and fluffy designed for the adults who are pushed and the kids who are high on sugar and knackered proper story plus coming off the day of the Doctor Philip. Like it's a good thematic time to change the Doctor I'd be quite dissatisfied with the series before it I thought to be honest it's kind of time for a change here we go sat down with the other half to, to watch it on Christmas Day. It was even more exciting for me because all half half's Polish. The Poles do Christmas Day on the twenty fourth, like the Germans. Um so
1: is <laughs> 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 she even listen to this?
0: Not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> done before so so i had my Christmas Day the day earlier, so it was it was a little cheap for the twenty fifth, you know? So it was like I had two Christmases, it was great. I, had, I had Polish Christmas Day and then I had the next Christmas Day with what I am really looking forward to is a, a new doctor. This this would be great this will be good episode started I thought okay this is good this is good five minutes into it I'm like okay ten minutes in then I began looking at the clock every couple of minutes can I go now here's the thing sometimes you watch something and you think do you know what this isn't actually bad as such but I think it's in the wrong video I think The Time of the Doctor would have been a fantastic novel the story that we're going for, which is basically, the Doctor dies of old age, he dies of old age because he goes to a planet, he's stuck in a destiny trap, he can't leave, he's there for hundreds of years, then he dies. And you see how he changes over the hundreds of years, Uh, he doesn't have have his companion, he actually, the the Doctor, a character who comes um, in, in. does his thing, fucks off off. again, yeah, exactly, for hundreds of years, what would that do to him?
1: How does he live with the consequences oh, of that?
0: Also, even an idea that he spends hundreds of years on a place which isn't Earth. Yeah. Great idea. Brilliant.
1: No. <laughs> it did not work. No. Uh, and the silent member has long held a the theory right on ah, yes, the back yes. of... Uh, and it's been an, e- an extra at the end of one of the first starting off podcasts, when you were on the back. Yes, I did. Uh, whereby he figured it was Omega was behind everything and bang the crack and everything, yep. and you know what? His theory is absolute bollocks, but it actually makes better sense than it at actually means the time lords the whole time. time. Hello Doctor! Hello! Can you hear us? There's a billion of people! Do you no. know what? Now we at least... Nonsense. The, we've got the footnotes of Moffat did at least answer all the questions. He okay. did, that's
0: true. You know, he answered the crack in time. So the crack in time, which was moving all through time and space, then stopped for the year, then came back with the Time of the whole time. So basically, the Time Laws could open up a crack anywhere they like, so they didn't have to open it up in Drenzalore. Shh. Okay, here's the other one. So the Cylons are genetically modified humans from this church in the future to go back along the Time kill to kill the Doctor. Yeah. Well, no,
1: no, some of them do. Some of them do, Remember right. Remember, so yeah, as we yeah. say, the Kavarian sect break away yeah. from the main
0: church. So why in silence trying to kill all the people of Earth in the 1960s America? Okay. Okay. Pratic hand waving! Pratic hand waving! Yeah, okay, so we know they know they'd bully up the TARDIS. How? Pratic hand waving! Okay,
1: Pratican- okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so Clara, um, The whole message was that she's the impossible girl because uh, they go to the future of Chenzelor, which is the Doctor's final resting place, and they find, basically, what's left of a Time Lord's body because he's time more than anyone else, you're told. So instead of having a body, you have this time-spatial event. Really clever, interesting idea. Yeah. Which then she uses to go back through time to all his incarnations to save him over and over. But now that never happened. So she's not the impossible girl because... The doctor's final wave isn't on or and the tireless isn't there, which means there's no time she can to jump into. Uh yeah.
1: Frantic hand Oh okay. okay, Now
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing. There comes a point sometime like let's be honest, TV shows are made of pesticide. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point where you go, Do you know what? If you haven't got a good reason for it, just ignore it. Just ignore it. The best, those of us who are hardcore fans, we can wire away quite happily the next 10 years of message boards trying to explain it all away. We are fine because ninety-nine percent of the audience has moved on. Has moved on. They just enjoy, you know, and it's not It's not saying people are stupid or death, but people just enjoy... It's the level of, of engagement. It's the level of engagement. We all have it. I've said before, it's like with shows like Stargate. There's all certain things that we just like to sit down and watch and we go, that was fun and then we go watch the next episode next week.
1: The I'm, new sure, the first I'm sure,
0: as much <laughs> as it's wound me up, who blew up the TARDIS, I'm sure 99% of the audience at Christmas Day were not thinking who blew up the TARDIS on an episode broadcast in July 2010. Yeah. But how did they blow
1: up the TARDIS? I don't want to... It, it still makes sense. You can't just say, the silence did it. How did they get <coughs> How did they blow it up? Well, the how, the how they get in is easy. Yeah. Because they could have been there, to. Oh, seen oh, them oh, in the oh, Target. So all, all,
0: all the crack of the ball, all the silence stuff that did the doctor reboot the universe, and, and the episode where it blew up. So how do we know that some of this stuff going to happen anyway? Plus the time wars. Why would they give them extra sets of life?
1: I'm sure there's a there's a a of threads on Gallery based devoted to that. But the most well, important, important. But the most
0: important question of all is not answered, which is. That poor bastard of who's just standing by the crack for hundreds of years going, Doctor
1: Who! Doctor Who! I think they get onto the laws and go, no. They're playing the KLF song. <laughs> <laughs> that's it! <That's> the <laughs> the, <that's> the oldest <laughs> thing the universe is the KLF of Doctor Who! Doctor Who! Doctor Who! Thank you, my, my knowledge of random <laughs>
0: music. So. But, there were some things I enjoyed. As I said, the idea of the episode was. Brilliant! I thought it was a great idea. It was a different way to do a regeneration, which is he dies of old age. But okay, you could say Hartnell dies of old age, and John Hart dies of old age. But to actually, see him
1: Hartnell. You can kind of is more. He dies of radiation. Yeah. Kind of a thing. John Hart. Why kind of, old age? Yes, yeah. but the the problem with John Hart though, is you kind of well, we've always met him. So, yeah. but this is no. You see Matt Smith, and you get little jump cuts throughout. And I suppose it's more critical as
0: well because we just had two regenerations a month before. Yes. John Hart into a glowing thing which might become Christopher Eccleston and Paul McGann into John Hart.
1: Yeah. And again, just because the story on the 50th anniversary was, was dense, well plotted, and it had plenty of fan like for the team I still I, I still think the thing that's
0: funniest as though is, is the 50th anniversary finishes with this great new mission for the Doctor he goes Gallifrey Gallifrey that planet of arseholes who have abused me and put me on trial and been asked me every time I wait near them they are so awful I fled from them at some time before the show the show started and I have to go and find them I have to go and find them and the next episode he finds them and then they fuck off again I, I just go it. but it was a time where I thought I'm sure they won't we'll least see one of like wave through the car and go <laughs> <"Woo!"> or, <something. laughs> or or at least I don't know they send some message, some voice message or a message in the bottle, and it's like so the Doctor has found us. The tables go
1: quick, bugger off because he blew us up in one time I think the big problem with the new is the big problem with the new series is it wants to have its cake and eat it, which yeah. is the Doctor pre all the time Lords being this mysterious figure with. Uh, there is a lot of backstory and rich ideas you can take from Time Lords if you ignore a lot of the stuff that Robert Holmes did to them. Yes. The Wargames Time Lords Time Lord are still the best. Yes. So, it's kind of. Yeah, and also, we had the Doctor shooting ray guns basically.
0: Yeah, yes. that's the thing as well. You, you go. I mean, it's one of those kind of hand waving conceits the Doctor has always had, which is, why well, you don't see him kill people, but never, The man who never would. You do, mean, you do, do. You do. It's it's one of those. It's one of those touches you have between it's an action-adventure, often, not always, but often, it's an action-adventure series, and so you have to have things blow up in an adventure, and how do you stop the baddies, and so on. So the Doctor will indirectly do the baddies in. Or if it's a dialogue, whatever, you kill. And this one... Um, <coughs> At this point, you go, okay, he's firing laser beams and killing the Daleks. It just... No. Because it it doesn't work as well because it's like the last act of the Doctor as he kills with his laser beams shooting at his arms. It's (laughs) quite Emperor. It just doesn't quite... Although, I have to admit, all through that scene, I was really quite distracted because um, they were playing the Dalek control room. but, But it was the outside of the spaceship. And yes, you, you're quite right to throw things at the speakers and go, that's a petty, petty thing. But it honestly took me out of the scene, because it's going, bur-dum,
1: bur-dum, bur And i like, why? What? I also did like that Briggs did do his Dalek yeah. Emperor voice. for the, So he yeah. had a Dalek Emperor, I would assume, yeah. on board that ship.
0: Can you ask another question for me? Right. So the Doctor sends Clara away. no. there might be an answer to this, maybe I just missed. Okay. Because I've only seen it once he sends the Clara away back to her housing estate and not the right. house that she actually used to live in but let's just, you know, lure it that's her parents, As I a think, man's place evil, though her mother's dead, anyway that's her son uh, it's not, not <laughs> her <same. laughs> Yeah. anyway, um, so he sends her back and then she comes back behind, but the TARDIS has already left but how did she get back to Trensilor or the TARDIS, because you saw it fade away it, the first the, thing, thing. the first time the first time, it lags right? and then she turns around, and fades away and she goes, no, no, no and then you have the Doctor getting old again in Trenslaur and then it appears the so far hugging the inside of the TARDIS. Uh, I don't understand how she got, got there. There's
1: no
0: way I didn't really get that. Um, I don't like how it had lot of devices to off the Master and the Death sword, Five Doctors. Yeah. Which was, which for the old school fans is there, is your foreshadowing of the regenerations. The other thing I thought was the whole um, thing of, as his last life, didn't work. Because only people like us were sitting watching that and going, it's his last life. There's no one else watching, so it's a false it's a false jeopardy.
1: Yeah, also, it still gives us the, the scope now for, of course, the sensational character we discovered here <laughs> in the 2014. Let's get a fucking Valyard in there, there's a. Good yes! Thing. Somewhere between your 12th and final incarnations, Doctor.
0: There's still, space with Valyard I, mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they happy. Um Yeah. And the regeneration I have, the big problem I have is, it goes from old to young to Capaldi. Which is nonsense. Bullshit. Should have just been withered away, Capaldi. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Because he only had a big speech. He had a big speech
0: on the clock tower. Yeah. And I thought, that's. Go- I liked that, actually. Yeah. Then he goes, boof, even though I wasn't keen on him, bloke with Alex with laser beams, I thought, boof, that's an, that's an interesting, dramatic way to go at it. I don't need necessarily to see the face dissolve into another. Toof, he's gone. That's it. And then he walks in the and but oh, I've And then there was all the push about holograms, and I thought, oh, he's got the hologram. He's still old, but he's got the yeah. Because the whole subplot is of the holograms and being naked, which gave of is quite German out to be honest. Because I was
1: Torchwood. <laughs> yeah,
0: because there was no payoff to it. Yeah. It just and I thought, ah, right. Then I'll either fizz and he's, his as Capaldi or he'll fizz. And you get the shock of young, old Capaldi.
1: Yeah.
0: That's interesting. But, no, it was just a... Uh, Again, I, I mean, I wouldn't be too... I can let I can that a wee yeah. bit, because, yeah, Regeneration is his last one. It's a bit funny. He's able to partially regenerate for the minute to keep his old face so he can say goodbye to his I suppose, friends. I, mean, it's I can let no, that a yeah, well, that, that you know, It's no more vain than yeah, that. Yeah, that's
1: not a... a tenant hand-waving for us. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not a criticism. It's more a, a bit of a shame It's not the way I like the other thing I thought was unintentionally amusing was, um, so the doctor's been there for hundreds of years. I won't bring him 300. And then a, a very long period of time passes because he looks even older and he's forgetful. So he's there for, he could be there for thousands of years for we know. So obviously he's built up a, a, a really strong roots in this town because the planet is just a town. And he's obviously must have known generations of people. We know he's part local legends because you see on puppet shows, you see all the drawings in his little house. And he, he goes to the clock tower, says the Alex, and fucks off without a lot, which makes him look like a colossal dick. Because um, we know the doctor usually does that, but in that context, he just needed he needed a little scene of him saying goodbye or something, or even if or even if Clara had said something to him like, "Why oh, aren't you going to stay, Doctor? Why aren't you going to say something?" and he dismissed it. There had to be something wrong with it, I can, feel.
1: No, I, I can see you can get away with that, because this is the first time that... Because the Doctor always talks about... And it's, the, it's probably the thing that the book would have done better, is he always talks about the reason he ditches his companions is because he can't bear to see them grow old and die. He's had to do this dozens <coughs> upon dozens of times. True. By implication. But in the context of a regeneration one, well, it makes one of his last acts make him look like a dick. But again... They would align, it's perfectly keeping, it's absolutely what should have been done, but they did align. With that, that's what I'm saying,
0: they could play it in exactly the same way, but just align to acknowledge it would be fine. Uh, the actual regeneration itself was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, the, well, the speech about, oh, we've all been different people at this life is in no way original, but it's still nice an yeah. speech. And i like to sort of take on, that was sort of similar to when Tom went and Peter went, he was hallucinating, yeah. you know, past companion. That was interesting. I like
1: and, that. and the two big wigged <laughs> actor <yes. laughs>
0: Yeah, does Matt Smith wear a wig in there Can
1: I get him a wig? Yeah. Let's see who can do the best, the best I, I Although it <laughs> did
0: unfortunately I also have the effect of just going and then there's this other non entity companion over there who's not really important. Yeah. Nothing against the actress. I quite like the actress. And no not because she's fit. I do think she's yeah, a good actress.
1: That doesn't hurt though. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> However, the only thing is that it does bode well that you cannot have the dynamic that she's had with Matt Smith. Yeah. So, and Moffat said she's sticking around, but at least for we'll series. So yeah. perhaps we'll get something. They'll make better. They'll easier. have to give her a character now. Yeah.
0: They have to because she doesn't have the mystery stick. She's not got the impossible girl stick. And and have at least yeah. solved some things, and that they've given her a job.
1: Yeah. And Capaldi doesn't look. I mean. He's not going to be a lovesick puppy like Matt Smith character, it was.
0: No, I think we've had enough of the Doctor falling in love and mistaking the ashes. I'm, I'm trying to move on.
1: Yeah. But I'm not really looking forward to Capaldi who's one of these actors who I've always wanted to be the Doctor since the early 90s. But
0: uh, we'll find out So we've got many months ahead of us. Of. Uh, Although tedious, just, tedious internet message
1: board speculation, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> photos and bollocks theories. I'll
0: just have to make do with the 800 produced episodes hundreds of audio dramas comics, books, novels and fan fictions in my head I do what we called. I don't know Although the moon base is in DVDs huh? True. Good times Good times. Yeah so that was all, I time unexpected. When we're talking about like time travel and stuff now may be a time to drop in the the Scott uh, the Scott contract as soon as you've
1: already pre it yes uh, for those that don't know we uh, run a kind of get together usually it tends to be around October November but uh, it's fucking cold in Scotland so we've reconsidered uh, well basically we'll hold it once a year for sort of UK and anybody who happens to know us who's good company or who can stand around either or will do They're both would be preferable though sure. Uh, So we're holding it this year, the last weekend in March, the 29th and 30th, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll be in the fair city of Glasgow. Indeed. Uh, Well, why should we go? Well, you can meet us in in person. And to be honest, if you've listened to this podcast, most of you already have met us in person. True. So stock up. You don't have to just get one dose a year at Hot Assembly. You see, it's a home tough. I'll even sign your beer map. True. You you can enjoy some
0: deep, funny cuisine with us. That's right, because uh, for the venue, which we still have to book, uh, they we're hoping to go to, which is just around the corner of the Station, there is a fabulous uh, takeaway, which does the Pizza Crunch. But Andy, what is the Pizza Crunch? People who don't live in Scotland, or indeed, we're on the East Coast now, but on the West Coast specifically, the Pizza Crunch is... Uh, it's a fine cheese and tomato pizza that is deep fried in batter. That's right. It's not just a usual fried pizza. It's deep fried in batter. Now, Glasgow, where we will be as we all know it's the the heart attack capital of scotland where everything you'll find the uk the uk (laughs) everything is fried now if you go in and and you go in somewhere and go ask for a fried pizza they'll say do you want half of the film speaks for itself yet the pizza crunch is only sold in halves (laughs) (laughs) you have to buy two of them to get a whole apparently that's where they found the thing they draw the line at apparently deep frying balls of butter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then serving them with cream wasn't enough. Deep <laughs> deep any chocolate he was wasn't enough, but apparently the pizza and batter is where they go, Hold
1: on a minute, enough of that pish. Yeah. So uh, so we'll be holding We we'll mention that again. As and it'll be on mm-hmm. our Twitter streams and the rays like however, you come along. It's, we kinda of conceded way back in two thousand two as kind of the anti convention. So guess what? You get to turn up, you don't have to pay anything apart from getting your way up here as you normally have to do. And you usually get fanzines, there are fantastic prizes, and there's usually a, an evil, evil quiz or game style thing done by Ralph. As, as well as fabulous exclusives. Yes. And this
0: time we actually will have properly fabulous exclusives. Not well, even slightly fabulous, but properly. Which is why the Salad Member film should make the effort, even though it's his wife's birthday.
1: Yeah. Th- so I think
0: she should th- just say, look, let's go to Glasgow for your birthday, this will be lovely. Meet the boys. <laughs> See about <by> culture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't see that one going well, do you?
0: Talking of culture, and perhaps what we could use to round off this particular episode because we've had so much to talk about, it's exciting. Yes, is uh, we we went to the film house just before the end of the year, the 29th of December. Um, This was following Muppet Gate. Let's talk about Muppet Gate, just briefly. Muppet Gate is... uh, a, a, a sad situation I've
1: Basically
0: a, the cinema called called channel Charmolester. Well, more or less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to... I, I am a Cine Order mm. customer. I have the Cine Order Limited card, which is supposed to lay into any film, as many films as you'd like. I often like to go in the morning uh, because it's quiet. I often like to go and see children's cartoons and animations because I like cartoons. I like all sorts of films. I... Uh, way, they were advertising uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol a re-release one of the best Christmas films ever made these were showing at 10 in the morning which again not unusual in fact previously I'd seen Claudio with a chance to be too at 10am uh, during the weekday uh, for the podcast Carol he went to see another showing at 10am at a different city world they let him in. Mr Caden, aka and the T V K keyboards, he yeah. went to another 10am screening at another city world they let heaven. they wouldn't let me in <laughs> I was banned, I was barred from entry, because I didn't have a child with me. And it, she was giving me that look and that stare, the basically says, we're a single man with glasses and a beard, I'm not letting you in. She let a couple in that didn't have kids, she wouldn't let me in. So I was quite annoyed, I complained and got rubber spots. Thus Muppet Gate was born. But in the midst of Muppet Gate it requires some cinematic uplift. And another very good cinema in the Edinburgh called the Film House, which we talked about before, because they. They show basically a lot of vintage films and uh, foreign language films, i.e. not English but with subtitles, um, so generally, it's a good selection, nice to be cinema, seats could be comfier, but generally journalists are get the front row. The front row. So uh, they were showing a season of uh, films featuring okay. Jack Nicholson, and we thought Pfft, the one to go and see is Batman 1989. Damn right yes. Uh, and it was uh, it was a digitally restored print. Just to explain when you go got your film house, sometimes uh, if they have available, they will show a restored digital print, and sometimes, because it's an art house cinema, they will show films from original film wheels. So you never really know. Sometimes the programme tells you, uh, but you never really know if you're going to get... And I don't mind watching 20, 30 film wheels. I, I enjoy that just as much, but I wasn't quite sure what we were going to get, but I was quite surprised to see it was a digitally restored version. So that was nice. Um... At this point, I'm going to shut up because Andy is champing at the bit because he's got a bit of a thing about Batman 89 and 9, and the reason why I wanted to, to go
1: see the this summer, I'll let him explain. Well, basically, came out when I was, what, 12? Fuck, yep. <laughs> 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 so i was 11, It was the first 12th, yeah.
0: but my yeah. parents let me go. Yeah.
1: I didn't get to see it because it kind of coincided with us moving from Scotland Island at the time as my dad was uh, serving forces at the time. But I was obsessed about this film because... Well, rather enjoy other comics and other comic characters, you can't ever really go too far along with Batman. Well... Yeah, you can have poor batman comics, but it doesn't matter what shit Batman comics come out, of, it doesn't tarnish Batman. Or oh, the character himself
0: is it a bulletproof character. Yeah. I agree with you. There's been uh, a lot of bad Batman comics, but the character has not been tarnished. You can
1: always just quite yeah. rub down, it's good to go. Other comic characters, not so fortunate. But like Hank Pym. Yes. Of the
0: Avengers, who will always be a life-beater. Yeah. The will how many times they try to the rehabilitate
1: them. They've never got over that. So, Batman was... Uh, Batman Returns was the first one I got to see on the cinema on my own, without my parents, my friends. So, but I never saw Batman, and so I caught it on pirate video about six months later. Because, you know what, if you're in the army, you will always know someone who has pirate film releases. It's just one of these things. So, never got to see it. I've never been around when it's been re-released or been away from anywhere. And to be honest, it's not really a film I've seen sure that many things are listed. No, actually it doesn't. Uh, it's, it's surprising
0: actually considering a, the cultural impact it's had and uh, the money it's made it doesn't. Because I keep an eye on, because there are a few cinemas in about the cameo as well also shows a lot of old films and it doesn't, uh, it surprises me. It never turns up. Certain things turn up a lot, like Star Trek films turn up a lot, Alien films turn up a lot. Um well, I love Jack Mixon films like one for the Cuckoo's Nest, is on at least once a year. Batman no. So I was really surprised to see you listening for it.
1: Yep, so and I've out of all the cinematic Batmans, Michael Keaton is my favourite. Because he's the only only person that's actually suggested, you know what, Bruce Wayne's mad. Yeah. Something no one else really's done. So kinda sitting there now the cinema the uh, uh, film house, God the adverts for tedious. Yeah. It was a relentless teabagging of could be Batman now oh wait got another <laughs> yeah. and they weren't very good were no. the trailer for 12 Years of Slave so good we watched it twice
0: I love the trailer for 12 Years of Slave because um, the, the first time I saw the trailer for that film I did what a trailer should do which is you never heard of this film let me tell you about it so I watched this film in G 4 I think i how say you pronounce his name very
1: good actor K-O-E-G-O-4. there we
0: go see I can't pronounce his name but he's a very good actor I actually quite like him um,
1: From uh, Serenity. Serenity and
0: uh, 2012, but we don't yeah. talk about that. And, uh, and Kinky Boots uh, as well. And many, many good, many good things. The man who should be the Doctor if would ever actually make a film version, to be honest. Uh, I've always thought he'd be a good cinematic Doctor. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Doctor Who. But, um, yeah, so he's he acting He's hard in his chair and he's going, You've made me a slave, I won't be a slave. I'm not, I was a, a free man, I played the violin. I was always, you can't beat me down. And all these people are going, oh, you're a slave. You'll stay a slave for whatever you like. go, no, I will be free. I will be free. And then the title of the film came up. and said, 12 years a slave. And I actually could forward to it. I went,
1: oh, well, so he doesn't get to stop being a slave then. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> we were laughing about that quite a brooch. <laughs> so you've kind of, you've blown it. So basically, the medicine was like, all oh, right, so 12 years he's either going to not be a slave or he to be dead. yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I not watch the last five minutes yeah. to see if it gets. <laughs> We joke and share I do actually fine. want to see
0: it, because the, the director Steve McQueen made a film called Shame, uh, yeah. which I, I particularly uh,
1: enjoyed. So yeah. I do want to see
0: it. But anyway, they played the trailer for that twice.
1: Yes, yeah, so along with tedious adverts for other bollocks. Yeah. Then and the film began. And...
0: What? <laughs> it um, was actually quite nice to get it, because it was a restored print, the... the very good sound on it and a lot more oomph. The problem with Batman, I feel, and why a lot enjoyed it at the cinema in 89, I've often struggled a bit with it, um, into them, is that it suffered from a god-awful print. Uh, the Pan and Scan version was woeful and the person that showed up on television was often very washed out, uh, and just not a good print. So it always looked, although a part of the look of the film is it's meant to look old, like in the 40s, it always looked really old. So I've been, struggle to engage with it, but you will actually see it properly touched up and with, as I said, the sound properly done, it's great, because you need Danny Elfman's uh, music to go Whoa! that was good, I enjoyed it. Yep, it it has aged badly in many ways, I will admit, but it's still enjoyable.
1: Yeah, because it, it is quite clear looking at it, or clear I should say, is that so much of it is on the soundstage.
0: Yes, you can tell it's soundstage and a big soundstage but still when back when he's in a battle we he can't go very far uh, for instance, and you yeah. don't see a lot of the city but
1: again I think that's just
0: the difference between films then and films then yeah
1: really. that's what they need to do I mean the the design work from Anton Forst that got the Oscar absolutely absolutely breathtaking it's a shame he wasn't a
0: happy chap yeah
1: Uh Michael Keaton as i said brilliant I love the fact that I, I can still remember the time the ditching that went on but Look at him, he doesn't have a chin, he's not square jawed. I remember not, people
0: yeah. at the time even saying, always uh, oh, not out of West. Because you have to remember, it's, it's difficult now, particularly for those of you who are too young to be, to remember it, when it first came out, is that uh, even the age we were, 11, 12, um, Batman had been on Channel 4, the 60s series.
1: Uh, actually, no, it was also no. on ITV, it because remember the TV ah, series, it, it, it was on the market. Channel 4 later, so. Yeah. But anyway, that
0: was, that was still seen as, and was, as the version of Batman, reinforced by some of the Batman cartoons that have been on, and so on. So people tended to think that Batman was that, only that version. And it was thought, pow, wow. So a lot of the time, uh, I remember people just going, but well, that's not Adam West. Adam West was Batman. And for many people he still is, but he's a Batman. He's a Batman. He's, a, he's the best version of that type of Batman. Yes. I feel. And one day, one day, We'll get those legal raggles worked out, and I can legally obtain those episodes.
1: Um, by this point, I don't care if it's DVD, Blu-ray, iTunes, whatever. I would like to actually yeah, buy them. Because it is very enjoyable. But, again, my uh, so Michael Keaton is fantastic, both roles of Bruce Wayne and Batman. The Batman costume design... Still holds up fine. Uh, to be piffle, it pisses over the Beowulf costume by a Country countryman. It, it, it is. I mean, I
0: think the first two Baywood Batman films are for me the best Batman film, but just in terms of talking about the costume, um, the 8-9 the costume I think is still the best Batman costume on screen. It doesn't matter to me that he can't turn his head because it's, it's the way the actor moves it. Him and the very stunt personnel uh, that do certain bits, the way they move in the suit doesn't at any point make you go oh he can't turn his head because he doesn't have to, his fighting style fits to yeah. be yeah. able to move and, and it's, it's fan- it needs to be slightly fantastical.
1: It's, it's a dude yeah. in a costume fighting beating up poor people what, what, what
0: I've forgotten about because I hadn't seen the film in so long uh, and I don't know why i never noticed before was they don't bother to explain why he just looks like a bat he just does he's mad yeah. it, it's implied he's just he's a bit crazy which after many many years so I said I hadn't seen it for so long after many years of other Batman films and cartoons and comics and books always finding a way to go Well, this is why he doesn't look like a bat this is how they came to be, this one just goes yeah, this is like a bat and he yeah. has a bat why? He, yeah. he's Batman yeah, he just does.
1: <laughs> yeah, and probably why I like it more than the Bale films, as, far as it's also the fighting side i have mentioned it's what should be, there is no wasted movement this is a Batman who he's is he's also not, not super
0: powerful or superhuman yeah. he does get beaten up and can't run super fast, and he can't do all that. You can he
1: can hold his own
0: for a matter or two, but
1: yeah, the folks th- will get him. Well, when he's fighting, it's no wasted movement. Okay. Very good. Uh, Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the station, though, isn't It's one that I've forgotten about, is nobody acts all the way up until the white face paint's on. Yep. And then, and then this kind of marks the end of Jack Nicholson, the actor, for quite a while.
0: True. Get he did as good as it gets.
1: but there was a bit where was basically yeah. this is just Jack Nicholson turning up and being Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, Jack Palance is fantastic, in his a little brief scenery chewing bit. <laughs>
0: he's not just—he's not just stitching uh, he, yeah. 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 he is eating the entire
1: set. <sighs> <laughs> remember, you <sighs> <remember laughing. sighs> yes. uh, But also, it's fantastic. It's really good. As well as Danny Elfman's score. Again, all you need to do is look at the Batman cartoons that followed it, which were basically just, we set your musical template, you're going to follow it. Because yeah. you could have mopped it.
0: Yeah, uh, Kim Messenger is actually better than, you would, than I had remembered. Yeah. Uh, because um, she does have huge amounts of dialogue, but what she does is she actually acts properly. No, you were saying after we saw it that um, mm. when she finally meets Batman in the Batcave yeah. he's backing away from him the whole oh, thing. the time. The physical language is very good. Yeah. Kim basically does often slide off um, for not being an actress and, well, she isn't really much of an actress but in, in terms of her career, she, her, her talents lie in other areas, uh, modelling and various things. But uh, in Batman she actually puts in a genuinely good performance, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Michael Goth is Michael Goth.
1: Easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's quite fun. I like the way he's introduced, which is he's just having a party. Just yeah. picking up behind Bruce Wayne and doing yeah. a little bit of balls him. Uh, which introduces his character a lot better and going, Hello, I am Alfred the Butler. and I am here to look Hi. after you. You see yeah. him doing it. It's quite good. Um, what was I going to say? Porkins gets shot. Porkins does get <laughs> shot. I mean, I'd forgotten Porkins <laughs> was in it. And I'd forgotten
1: he was he gets shot. He plays a corrupt police officer over there. Uh, Pat Hingle is... Decent as Commissioner Gordon. For me, he's the weak link. It's more because of the Gordon that you gave him rather than... I think link. it's more because he
0: is the one that, that screams 1966, I don't like Batman to me. He is... His, the, the way his character is devised, the way he's playing it, he is straight out of the 60s show. Yeah. And that's why he yeah. sticks out for, I think he works fine in Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, because he's totally there. Yeah. He works. And the whole theme about and I don't enjoy it at all Batman Returns because I think what Batman Returns—I know you like it—but for oh, me, what, what Batman Returns did is it took this version of Batman and it forgot to have all the bits to make it entertaining, and it was just too grim and too dark and too horrible and too depressing. I, I don't like it at all. But as it's distilled in Batman, I think it works. I think it gets the—it gets the balance, but it gets the balance right between here's something dark and gritty and here's something
1: fun. Yeah, so uh, you know a lot of nice. What a nice light touches during it. Uh, Billy D Williams is amazing. He's a wee bit wasted more. That's, that's, that's another thing. You, know. you can see what it's quite clear. Two faces appearing in a later film. Yeah. And it's the setup for it. Yeah,
0: because because at the time, uh, Billy D was a starling. Let's not forget. And um, it was a, that's the one that people would have. Even though you watch it, and you expect them to do something, and you think, why is Billy D Williams wasted now? tiny role, it's a very really small role It doesn't have any development to go anywhere, other than in the back of your head you know what well, he's supposed to be two-faced in the future Batman film, and sadly he never got the chance. Because
1: it's the whole, and again it's what uh, one kind of does in the comics, the two, the two people on the scene in Gotham are making a difference, Batman has just appeared, Harvey Dent's now your new district attorney, a, you could yes. see where the it was going to go eventually.
0: But still, even, even though it's a small weighted wait, part, Billy Dee
1: can go on. And of course, but let's not, not forget uh, the Batwing. Oh, that's
0: the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> I punched the air in the because that was always, my, as
1: a kid, that was always my
0: favourite bit. I, the bit that was just so exciting was was just, just, there was just something about the Batwing and the music and the way he pilots it. And the, it's
1: one of the best things that the Batmobile as well is a fantastic design. It's very good because like that again
0: still holds up, and I still think that's the best Batmobile on screen.
1: Yeah,
0: I like the Tumblr for what it is in context. But it's not the Batwing. It's not cool. It's not the Batwing. <laughs> no. But
1: the best thing about the Batwing is when he just goes up to film room to make his bat simple. <laughs> it's like, I'm Bobby Big Boss. <laughs> we going back down. Yeah, he's just showing off at that point.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's the one thing that people uh, sort of forget and it's the, the film kind of does really, really well is this Batman does kind of kill.
0: Oh, he totally kills.
1: No, no, totally kills and Batman returns. In this one, it's more a case of if someone happens to die after he smacked them, yeah, he's not sharing any tears over it all.
0: It does have the best uh, thumb death in sort the of history, which is at the end of the film. Batman's gone up the clock tower to yeah. confront the Joker, who's got the King Basinger character. After the Joker's uh, trying to poison the people in Gotham, and various thugs attack him, like one of the somersaults and so on. And there's the one, is the one that just jumps down the ladder and goes ah, and then just goes through the floor. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't even <laughs> get to lay a hand on Batman. Batman barely registers and just ah, or the that did make me laugh. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Uh, that was good. That was what's his name? That was the one that had the boombox. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, Lord, Lord of the Flies, Lords, Girl Lords. It's fine, but it's uh, still the most enjoyable cinematic Batman. Everything. Not, not for
0: me sure. personally. I think I, I still think Batman, Be- Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight are are classics. Uh, classic films, uh, of which I can fight no fault. I would I would put Batman eighty nine behind it. But to be honest, I, I actually find them very pointless to compare. Yeah. They're two cool they things. They both have the character called Batman, but they're such and it's not even it's not even just the theme of them, they're just the style of them is so different. They though. both exist in entirely different worlds. It's Yeah, not, it's it's, it's like trying I mean, to
1: compare Batman sixty six to Batman eighty nine or to that. It's this is why I say Batman is bomb proof. You can pretty much put that character into any given situation. Yeah, it's why I laughed
0: when the internet lost its shit over um, uh, Affleck being cast as the new Batman because it's like, no, if you don't pay attention, whether people like this Batman or not, he'll be in it for however many films. Then that version of Batman will pass, and it'll be oh, another yeah. version of Batman. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't care clearly, I don't like last of those films, and after Man of Steel, I finally lost my bag with his style of filmmaking. So I, I, I won't bother to think about. I've got no problem with Ben Affleck being Batman, though. No. I'm not interested in the film because I don't like the director's uh, work, but I've got no problem with Ben Affleck being yeah. Batman because he's learned to act again. And again, you know, there'll be another version of Batman. As said we'd have another version of Superman. Well, actually, hang on. all people version of Superman. But there should be another version of Superman in a you know, few years' time. So if you don't like this version, there'll be another one. It
1: does seem to be the little that, but with the the many versions of Batman generally I would say the win column is higher than the lose column the many versions Uh, of Superman uh, we've not got good Batman we had Brandon Routh who was a fantastic Superman and a
0: very bad Uh, film. and a hard by you're supposed to believe he's Christopher
1: Reeve the whole time, which didn't help you've got uh, him from Smallville him from Smallville poor guy poor bastard Tom I Hill. never
0: disliked him. I no, I just saw the show like balls. Yeah, <laughs> Especially in the last episode. Oh, poor He doesn't know for has been 10 years waiting to be Superman. I'm the fucking cake. 10 years. And then when he gets the costume on, it's either really far ACG shots, or when he's got the costume on, it's just for the neck up. Yeah. <laughs> or when he, he opens his shirt at the end, but he's running towards camera. So he doesn't even get one full shot of him as Superman in the cape going, I'm the motherfucking Superman, yo. Poor bastard. Yeah. There, there was uh uh The Tapit of Wilson Clark. Dean Cain. No, I really I thought that I've rant it before but I think that's one of the biggest pals of wine ever made. But I actually liked Dean Cain.
1: He was fine. I, I think, was fine. think it might be worth a replacing that at some point. I have it? I have the first series on IT. Okay, okay, we'll okay. watch it at some point. But, but uh, uh, Dean Kane I thought he was fine. I like Wilson Clark in the whole series too, when they made the criminal criminal mistake of getting rid of good Jimmy Olsen and getting greasy fat Jimmy Olsen who was in the live action Dungeons and Dragons film several years later. Do you know
0: had three now three Yeah, I've seen two of them. Ah, I've yet to see two, but we'll have to watch two and three. Yeah. at some point. But yeah. you had
1: actually—they gave you a nice, cool Jimmy Olsen who wasn't a complete douche and doofus, and I like, "Yeah, I quite like like well, him." And then they ruined it. And also, your John O'Shea's Lex Luthor, who was who was good. No, he
0: was fine as well. In fact, you've got, have us a good Lex Luthor, and he had the Lex Luthor and Smallville, it was
1: good. Uh, he was also the Flash and Justice League. Just yeah, and you know,
0: Kevin Spacey could have been a good Lex Luthor. Kem- in, in, in a different Superman film. film.
1: Uh, again, my <laughs> biggest problem about there's two big problems about the Superman film from Brian Singer. Well, three, sorry. The big set piece of him saving the plane is the most exciting bit, and that's at the start of the film. Yeah. But uh, second is we get the Christ metaphor. Fucking let it go. And the third is the Lex Luthor. Beating up Superman scene, purely because this is not the Lex Luthor we've had. If this is Gene Hackman continued, which is what he was meant to be, and it's a case of it's so violent. I've seen worse, and I've got no problems with it. Yep. But in the universe you're presenting, the Superman, this is wrong, and it's ugly, and it is an ugly, ugly scene. It's like no, go back and watch your Richard Donner films. That shit wouldn't flow. I yeah. wouldn't get in at all. I'm just a precedent here for a good like a bad Superman talking.
0: I Clancy Brown and uh, Tim, Tim
1: Daly and George Newborn because there were two yep. uh, Superman in the 90s so basically if you like Superman, watch cartoons <laughs> <laughs> our
0: advice to you right now yeah, in <laughs> fact to be honest with a lot of DC, if you like, do you like the characters watch the cartoons, cartoons are good yes,
1: uh, not as grim and forebodingly depressing as that
0: but talking of good and forebodingly depressing I think it's the end of this episode See, what I was going for there was a sort of like a death Yeah, moment. pretty much <laughs> Have just I gone think top of Because yes. <laughs> it's like, it's the end but the no moment hasn't been prepared for Yeah, so So as a as, as white mummer five cops she's called the Watcher come towards us wanting to merge with us make us turn into new beings yeah. this is the time yeah. to to yes. so wave goodbye.
1: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so you can keep up to date with us on the Twitter and the like at the startup website. Uh, and I'm currently, as I re- as we record this, uh, day 26 of yes. the Daily Dracula's book three. You know that one I told you it wasn't going to happen for two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: You can. Uh, and what's the name of that
1: website? That would be it. www.star-dub.com. You can find me on
0: Twitter at dub. Or is it stardash dot? I can't it's remember. Underscore am I can't remember. See, this is the whole theme. I can't remember the thing. It uh, is a protected account, so if you want to uh, follow me, you'll have to wait until I click the approve button. Uh, That's just because I'm a superstar and I have to personally all of you.
1: Grab me, I tumble, and I'll follow almost anybody. No, I'm not fussy. So, in the next exciting episode! Uh, dun 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 we're dun dun probably going to talk about some random comics. Ralph is going to pay part of his pens from ditching New Year due to his other things, but I'm going to save that rant until we go there. We're going to talk about uh, a sensational revelation about a particular Transformer. Yes. And uh, how it links to a fantastic film. Indeed. Stay tuned for this
0: and I'll Not much more probably. Yeah, you can spent now. I wish you hadn't been spent on a couch. <laughs> uh, I have to wash that thing. You invited me here.
1: Oof, have it again. You say that now. Put your off. Farewell. Go away.